my name is Brian Martin and you are listening to Season 4, Episode 2 of the Running Technique Tips Podcast. This is the season where we don't really have a topic uh, for, for every uh, for the whole season, but we do have Brian, the Brian and Lisa coaching experiment and we also have a range of other special interest topics that we're going to touch on this season. But before we get into more of that, uh, Lisa... Joining me now, how are you going? <laughs> well, how am I going? I think just absolutely worn out, burnt out, stressed out, whatever you want to call it. I am, I've, I've just had to raise the white flag. I've totally conceded defeat. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not three little words, it's three letters that have gone wrong. It's the DNF. Oh dear. It was all about 16.77 Ks at the Melbourne Marathon Festival. <laughs> yes. And and just to be clear, you were trying you were attempting the half marathon, not the full marathon. Yeah, I was. I was attempting the half marathon. But um yeah, look, you know, it wasn't the day and you know, today we're gonna talk delve into stress. I know that we've touched on it here and there throughout um, some of the other... Uh, Pretty much ongoing. Yeah, just an ongoing thing, exactly. <laughs> it's an ongoing theme in our lives. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think we'll focus on it a bit today and I just know that when I get to this level of stress, like, I just don't even care. Like, it's... I don't, have you ever had that? You probably have. You're, like, perpetually melting down over something, but... Um, <laughs> In my own quiet way, yes. <laughs> uh, but you know when everything just gets just like beyond you and you, you go and do something, whether it will we'll talk running because that's what we talk about here, and you actually just don't care anymore. Like there is just nothing left internally of you. I just feel like I'm a shell of my former self. <laughs> uh, well, um, but it sounded like, you know, Aside from the the mental application piece of it, that you your body was just not prepared to cooperate and was perhaps sending you a bit of a message on Sunday during the the half. My body just shut down. There's really no other way to sort of talk, you know, or like think about really what happened. So if I think about Canberra half, where my heart rate was just through the roof, and yeah, I don't know what was going on there. I was tired or what have you. Um, this was my body physically shutting down. Like I actually could not take another step. It was just, and this is the second time this has actually happened to me. And the last time was two years ago in 2017, which, which I've deemed my, uh, actually the worst year of my life, um, okay. <laughs> where I went and, and sought help for the, 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 you know, debacle that I was in at that stage. And I think my my way of coping with just so much accumulative stress that doesn't go away and then I go and you know try and perform in you know physical endeavor that the body goes into absolute protection mechanism and it just shuts everything from the waist down and it's just the most like peculiar feeling I don't even know if I can do it justice in um describing it but yeah I'm just I can't move it's like I'm physically just frozen yeah, that's really interesting. And I looked looked at the data that you sent me, and your heart rate was really low through that. So it was it was kind of an odd um, set of physiological measures to coincide with what you're describing. Because I, I guess normally you would expect, you know, 
that your heart rate might go through the roof in that kind of circumstance. But in this case, your your heart rate was um, not really high at all. Yeah, and that's a really weird one. So as it sort of played out, I'm not even really going to talk about my week. I actually don't know what I did last week training-wise. I, I told you I had to pull it up on on my um, Strava and I've looked at it and it was just a whole bunch of easy jogging because I was just so incredibly stressed out. But the, the sort of the race itself, I had said to you that my aim was to, you know, if I felt like I was going slow at the start, we'll just like pull it back even more. And I didn't really want any data showing around, you know, even heart rates or, um, paces. I really just wanted to go into it with feel and I'd check on those sort of things every now and then. And so I, I did, I, I took off and I actually did have my heart rate on and it was like 130 and I wasn't mm. even, like I wasn't stressed as far as, you know, cardiovascularly. I was like, well, this is feeling very easy, but I just can't move. Okay. <laughs> just I can't move. And it was, I, I knew after 500 metres, I was like, oh, I've been here before. And I just thought, oh, you know, you try everything. You try and relax. You try and think, oh, you just, it's just a bad patch. But it's not good if you're feeling bad after 500 metres, is it? Yes. Reminds me of my Melbourne Marathon performance last year. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Oh yeah, and it was it was a really funny one because I kept running along, and uh, you know I I didn't really oh, I didn't go out hard at all. My my first K was a four oh seven with a one hundred and twenty six heart rate, and then my next K was a four oh six at a one thirty one heart rate, and then I did a four eleven because I I started to feel absolutely shocking at 1500 meters and I yeah. just thought I'll oh, slow it down a little bit so got to 3k I did a 411 and then I you know then I did a 405 and my heart rate's still in the 130s and I kept on having to like check my watch going hmm. oh my heart rate's low and the feeling when I was thinking about how it was how it's feeling I honestly thought I was running at least five-minute Ks. Like I was mm. dead set convinced that I was running five-minute Ks. And then I kept flicking over the, the watch to the average pace and I'm like, 408? Like this is so weird. Like I, yeah. how am I running 408s and my heart rate's so slow? But I don't – I actually don't know if I can keep going. <laughs> so your breathing was really not stressed at all through not that? Not at all. I'm looking around. I was watching people. Like I was mentally all there. I was – and it, it was actually – it was a weird one. So I got to 5Ks and that was where I was going to pull out. And I actually had – and I'll try not to rant too much about paces. Um, I'll make one small comment and then we'll move along. <laughs> but just before 3Ks, the 90-minute pacer went flying past me, not even just like cruising past flying past me and that given you'd started quite a bit faster than 90 minute pace that seems a bit odd that's what made me look at my watch because I thought oh no you know like uh, at not even three k's and they were sailing past me and I just thought oh you know I am running five minute k's and I looked at my watch and average 408 and I was doing some quick sums and I thought pretty sure 408's about um like a, an 87 half thereabouts yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and I'm like what are they doing? And I had to laugh. There was a couple of guys to my left who said, oh, he said he's going to go out at like 85 pace. So we, we just we just have to hold on for as long as we can. 
Uh, <laughs> and I sort of looked at them and I thought, you haven't even done three Ks. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> that's, an, that's a very odd approach to, to pacing. Very odd. And there was multiple comments of people that just it like I was I was struggling but the carnage coming off the back of that 90 minute pacer and people trying to reassure themselves and there was a bike rider that went past and he made a few less than subtle comments about the pacemaking of the 90 minute group and I just shook my head and we all know my thoughts on pacemakers so um they lived up to my uh, very poor expectations expectations But uh, anyway, so pacemaker went sailing past me. I hit five. So you were going to pull out at five k. I was going to pull so, out at five k, and so I. So why why didn't you? Well, I looked at my watch. I think I ran through five k's in. I think it was twenty thirty two or twenty thirty eight. And again, I thought, oh, this is still an eighty seven minute half. Like yeah. I'm. I'm flying. You know, and then I and I checked in my heart rate again, and that was that was fine. <laughs> And you know when you think, oh, you just you're just having a bad patch. Like <laughs> you can maybe you can recover from there. But anyway, you go down St Kilda Road and then you head into Albert Park Lake and then we hit seven Ks. And when I'm in this level of stress, as I said, I start with the tingles in the quads. Mm. And by seven Ks, my quads it was just like a I felt like a pin cushion. I just had like pins and needles constantly in and that's when the body started to lock up. And I was going to pull off there, but it's a tricky place, Elba Park, because it's sort of the furthest point (laughs) away from where I had to go. So I decided at that point to change my mentality and, you know, I was really looking forward to this run because I think in a way I I was missing Melbourne a little bit and, you know, Melbourne put on it absolute cracker of a day um yesterday it was just one of those perfect melbourne days that makes you love melbourne so much there was a breath of wind perfect running conditions sun was shining just everything just was amazing and so i said to myself well sunday long run embrace all the places you used to run and just simply enjoy it so i um decided to carry on like that and really pulled it back but I was just like with every step, it was just getting harder and harder and harder. And then I was struggling to even enjoy it because my hips lock up and I I end up turning into a bit of a Cliff Young Young shuffle. (laughs) I just lose that stride out ability. And then when we got back onto St Kilda Road, I actually was looking for a tram because I thought that's I'll jump on the tram. Just, uh, I, was, I was just about as funny you said that. I was just thinking, you know, given our last two experiences at Melbourne, um, like running running with a Mikey tucked into your shorts might not be a bad idea. So I was cursing because my favourite coffee shop is just off a little street off St Kilda Road. And I thought, oh, if I had my key, my my key card or even my phone, I would have just ducked in and sat and had a coffee yep. and got a cab back. Yep. But I had none of that. I had a packet of gels. It was the only thing that I had with me. Uh, no tram went past. So then my next decision was just to get as close as possible to the botanical gardens because I knew when I got there I could cut across them. And so that's why I stopped at 16.77 kilometres. I was sort of at about the Shrine of Remembrance and uh, there was a little opening in the gate and um, that's where I stepped off and I walked back across the town and into the MCG and uh, I I was not one bit disappointed. I was so exhausted I was considering sitting on a bench and having like a kind of a mini nap I just yeah I I was absolutely ruined so 
the both times that that's happened to me, I haven't been upset. I've actually been emotionless and that's what I mean about just having, I just had nothing left. I had nothing left to care. <laughs> well, can I just say congratulations for pulling the pin because there are far too many people who have a finish at all costs mentality, yeah, I think, yeah. and sort of take it as a badge of honour for how much you can suffer and hurt yourself and, like, seriously, it's just running, right? So. <laughs> well, it's just running and I, I took that approach in the um, the Central Coast Half Marathon where I ran my personal worst and, you know, was in that really stressed situation. And do you know what? Like, there was a difference between, you know, New York and, and being injured and having a sore knee and actually being unwell um, and I just I, uh, it, it didn't mean enough. My health means so much more and I learnt so much from the last time that uh, afterwards I, I went and saw a specialist and um, her quote to me was, um, if it's not worth raising your cortisol for, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I just had that running through my head and I was like, yep, yeah, th- this is it. And I actually also wanted to protect my knee. I just thought, you know, if I was definitely going backwards. But the interesting thing, if there is something remotely interesting about this, my heart rate kept dropping. I think that's more of a worry than anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I told you I wanted to go to sleep. I was just yeah. given up with just laughing. I wonder, wonder whether, wonder, I wonder whether like grabbing that data and emailing it to your heart specialist might not be a bad idea as well just to um... – just to cover all bases there because yeah. that's a that's a really unusual set of data. Yeah, and for a while there I was looking at my watch going, oh, and I was even thinking of the conversation that I would have with you at this stage going, maybe it just wasn't right. Like it just kept on getting lower and lower and lower. Mm. But then it matches with how I was feeling. Just I just wasn't there. I was yeah. just so – my body had shut down. That's really – there's no other way to put it. Well, <laughs> uh, okay. Congratulations again for pulling out. I think that's a that's a really good idea. So, a couple of a couple of things. I, yeah, one one thing I wanted to say was like we had a our first little coaching consultation earlier in the week. I think on like last Monday. Yeah. And you had raised the fact that your stress was like at a nine out of ten <laughs> level. So. Taking a bit of responsibility and accountability over at this side of the microphone, I think maybe maybe I probably should have uh, and maybe encourage you to either not run or to definitely take it even easier than what you actually did during that week. Mm, I think you know hindsight's a wonderful thing, and there's definitely a large portion of accountability on my side too. And it wasn't that I I knew that I'd never have a performance. I think I really just wanted to participate. And what I should have done is I actually had a couple of friends running who one was with her first half marathon and she ran one hour 49. I should have run yep. with her. And again, hindsight's a wonderful thing. But uh, yeah, it's definitely time to take not a step back, I think about 10 steps back. Yep. Taking a big step back, yes. I, th- I think after you, uh, when I got back from my long run on su- on Sunday and I got your message of what coming happen, I think my immediate response was, it was time to hit the reset button. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally, it absolutely is. And, you know, I having, again, just really thinking about the last even really few months and uh, that's why I love my um 
my written diary, as nerdy as it is, I do encourage people to write down <laughs> into their journals, having a really good look over the last you know, year. And remember at the start of the year, I went and did that 10K, um, I think it was maybe May, and I'd, I'd started to have quite a few performances. And even um, in my diary, I had started to write, I'm running well, I'm moving well, I'm feeling really good. And then I sort of hit this slump where I'd really lost my mojo. And it just correlated at the same time with um, with work. I lost all of my team members. Um, so mm-hmm. I had a team of four and <laughs> same amount of work, but now a team of one. Um, where we, don't, we started renovating our house and, uh, and then I started studying. So, you know, just one of those things <laughs> yep. is enough to say, oh, I'm pretty stressed, but – those three things um, and just accumulating, accumulating, accumulating. And yeah. um, I'm in a hole. <laughs> You're in a hole. Okay. Well, we might we might circle back around and have a talk about how we're going to get you out of that hole in a second. And I, I reckon that's your debrief for the week. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I'm hoping um, you're going to so bring some positivity because... I am going to bring some positivity. Yeah. I just want to pause for a second and congratulate everyone who participated in the Melbourne Marathon mm. Festival, yeah. whatever your distance, whatever your performance. Um, good on you for getting out there and hope you had a good day. I think the, the weather was a bit kinder this year than it was um, was last year, so... Hopefully everyone had some good performances. Yeah, it was great. And I haven't been down there for two years. I, I did the 10K in the, the worst year of my life in 2017. And I even noticed this year that you know, they had the, the biggest um, number of participants, I think around 37,000. But entering into the MCG, the support of you know family, friends and loved ones it felt like half the MCG was full. It was really incredible and, you know, there can be a lot of negativity around athletics and running, but if there's one positive, it's just the amount of people who are inspired to give it a go. So um, I think a credit to the Melbourne Marathon team, actually, they've done a great job of that event. Indeed, and I think even the full marathon sold out this year at the last in the last week, so I don't think I've heard of that happening before, so I'm, I'm pretty sure all of the events with maybe the exception of the 5K sold out. Mm. I'm pretty sure the 10 and the half sold out. The half um, definitely did. And it definitely felt like yeah. it was a very deep field in the half um, on sort of both, you know, men and men and women's side. I, I actually don't know what the pointy end ran. I haven't really looked very closely at that. But I certainly know around that sort of 87 to 90-minute area that I was in, I'm often, you know, just sort of running along with not many people around. And there was big, big bunches. So, um well, well done to everyone. Yep. And so should I do a quick recap of my week? Yeah, no, do it. Let's bring some positivity. Um, positivity. I will actually, I'm going to add one more thing. The best thing was I bought myself a new crop top. This is not a sponsored segment either. <laughs> a Steigen crop top and it was amazing. So that was the highlight of my of my Melbourne Marathon weekend. <laughs> very, very good. Um, a good crop top experience <laughs> to take away from the marathon. Well done. Well, I'm sure you cannot relate to that at all. <laughs> no, I, I really cannot. <laughs> okay, so my week got off to a fairly slow start and that was sort of circumstantial with work and other things getting in the way, but I don't think I did anything Monday or Tuesday. And I think I hit the gym on Wednesday morning 
no running, um, but managed to do a gym session. And I didn't actually do my first run for the week until Thursday. So I effectively had three days of no running. And when I got around to the Thursday, I actually did one of these sessions that we've been talking about. So that was, I don't know if I had a number in my mind, but it was basically to do more two-minute threshold efforts with two minutes jogging in between than I'd done the week before. And the week before I'd done five of those. Mm-hmm. And this week I managed to get through seven so yeah, and starting to feel a little bit fitter again. And how did I go pace-wise in those? I had some okay, so 423, 425, 410, 416, 415, 424, 412. So they were all yeah, moving along okay. And heart rates were generally not out of control, so averaging 146, 151, 151, 152, 153, 155, and 153. So I think during all of those, like I had a nice little peaks and trough profile on my heart rate graph and only just maybe touched the red on a few occasions there. So yeah, overall, that was a pretty good session. So and I did about an hour of running and covered 11Ks. Yeah, that's good. You're, for however many days off you've had. Yeah, and keeping in mind I'm coming off my low base of the week before was 35K, then it was 31K the week before that, 25K the week before that, and 11Ks the week before that. So I've just been, been slowly building up. So that was a good session. And Friday was a really simple just get out the door in the morning and try and run for half an hour, and I didn't quite do that, but I ran about 5Ks. Saturday... I think I was feeling a bit like you on Saturday. I was a little bit tired and overwhelmed from the week and I contemplated not running, but then I thought I'll just go out and run slowly and see how it feels and if I feel terrible, I'll stop. So I plotted along slowly at just under six-minute kilometre pace average for about 54 minutes and covered about nine kilometres. Despite running slowly, I, I actually felt all right during that, so I I felt like that probably qualified as a recovery run rather than an additional stress, which was definitely something I was seeking to avoid. That's pretty good, 9Ks, given you um, weren't even going to go. Yeah, uh, that's right. And, uh, yeah, it was probably a bit touch and go about whether that was a good idea or not, that run. But um, I think given I took it so quietly, um, there wasn't any rush to be anywhere afterwards. So I just, yeah, it ended up being fairly relaxing. And that brought me to Sunday, which was getting reacquainted with the forest still out at the Dalesford High Performance Centre. So I did 92 and a half minutes and my GPS cut out 2Ks before home. So I think I covered almost 17 kilometres, but that's a bit of guesswork um, on my part. But the profile of the run was similar to last week where the first like five or six Ks were pretty much all solid climbing. So there were lots of six-minute kilometres up until I hit about 7K, and then there was, yeah, 530s, 520s. Then I went up, back up a hill again, back up to the high fives, into the sixes for a kilometre, and then as I started to kind of come back downhill towards home, it was 530, 516, 451, which was 14th K, yeah, um, which was really starting to, to roll along nicely, and um, I was feeling pretty good then, so I I think the 15th K, I probably would have run maybe about 4.35 or 4.40, um, but the GPS had cut out, so I wasn't really sure. Um, and then I kind of jogged easily after about, 
what I thought was the 15th K to the end. So that was a pretty encouraging run because I, I felt pretty good throughout. Didn't send my heart rate off the scales, um, but did have quite a few little little putting my head up above into the kind of marathon pace intensity zone um, for a little bit. So I didn't purposefully try and do like a really fast finish on that one. I just kind of kind of rolled with it. But so far, so good. My body's tolerating that kind of running um, and brief excursions up and down into that kind of marathon pace heart rate uh, pretty well. So I think for the entire run, what was the average heart rate? It was... 139. Oh, wow. So yeah. that's that's pretty pretty good. So, yeah, I actually felt during that that I was really starting to gather some fitness. So I'm kind of feel, feeling encouraged that with I think I've still got more than a month until that target uh, Ballarat run for a cause, cause race. So I think by the time I hit then I'll be in pretty good shape and probably putting the cart before the horse but maybe have a chance of uh, running somewhere near 90 minutes for the half would be good. I was um, about to say, because last time we spoke, you were thinking 10, but if you were good enough, it was half. So you have you committed yet or you're still waiting for the last minute? I haven't committed yet, but I, maybe I should do that. I should just commit and run the half because I'd say definitely at this trajectory, I'm, I'm definitely going to be fit enough to run the half. Mm. Um, it'll just be a question of how fast um, once I get to the start line. But, yeah, again, and – to sort of sum that up, that was four runs and 42Ks for the week. So I did the marathon too, but it took me four days. <laughs> hey, you've been progressing though. Like didn't you do 25Ks and then 31Ks and then 35? Yeah, and now, that's right. It's been and now 42. 42, 35, 31, 25, 11. So I've, I've come from 11 back up to 42Ks for a week over the course of about a month. So that that's not bad. Yeah, and you're still moving along pretty well, which is, you know, something to consider with – when other people have a million other things going on, I think we can sometimes get a bit caught up on, oh, I'm going to lose fitness and I'm not going to be as fast as I was. And, yeah, you'll lose some fitness, but you bounce back probably quite quickly as well. I, I think so. And, I, I look, I'm actually going along pretty well for how little that last – how little running I've done in the last four weeks. Um, so, yeah, you don't necessarily need to be smashing the big mileage to, to gather a bit of fitness and, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that shapes up. So, yeah, I am feeling positive, Lisa, so yeah, I'm a bit of um, yin and yang. I know. We've swapped roles. I don't know if I like being the negative one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, on that note, shall we turn to um, talking about what we're going to do to try and try and fix you? Yes. Should we go talk about stress first or should so. we just talk about you and talk about stress in the context of you? Well, I think let's let's sort of wrap it in all together because it's something that, you know, something I've been looking at pretty closely, which is ironic given that I've just fallen into a hole. Yeah. But since 2017 where I actually was in all sorts um, from life causing me some enormous stresses. But prior to that, I must admit I was a bit akuna matata to the whole stress thing. Like I think I'm quite a resilient person and I have a terrible, terrible habit of just taking on too much. Uh, I think I've said it before, I'm a bit of a jack of all trades and a master of none. I have a habit of getting a bit bored, which is often to my own detriment. But uh, it was, yeah, really in 2017, combination of some massive, massive life 
situations on, you know, starting business from scratch and selling the business, having two children whilst doing that. And just the, the, the business was so big and also having two, well, two newborns during that phase was so incredibly stressed out that I really had to, I had to actually go and seek help because I was so unwell. And since then, really, I guess not studied stressed, but sort of read a lot of literature on it. Um, and I know that you're a big fan of Phil Maffetone and he talks a lot about stress. It's one of his, what is it, eight or nine parts of the uh, the math method yeah. in addition to just training to heart rate as you, you've got to try and look at all these other holistic things as well. Like you, who knew? Yeah, and it's funny, isn't it? Like you look at, uh, you know, sort of the, the best athletes in the world, which are the Africans, and they live in comparison to, I guess, what we have in Western civilization. um I guess, a less stressful life. It's more of a simplistic life, you know. Obviously, there's a lot of other stresses um, that, that come into their life as well, but there's, it's just not as you – know, we live a very chaotic life here, don't we, in, in our lifestyle. I think, think we're good at manufacturing our own stress. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, often materialistic um, wants and needs and pleasures – bring on those stresses because it just, you know, continues to, to mount up and mount up and uh, you end up being a, a giant stress ball. And so we, we've gone away and, and had quite a look at math and, and the way that he looks at um, at stress and he likes to look at it from the physical. So, you know, whether it's sort of too much or, or even too little exercise, maybe the wrong equipment, uh, whether you're sort of sitting too much and poor sleep, um, both in quality and quantity. Uh, he looks at biochemical, such as your food choices, um, you know, quality of the air, any side effects with any drugs that you may be taking, and then that mental and emotional side, you know, which is really those sort of stressful external factors, you know, work, family, um, social, and you sort of combine all of those um, often three together and, and he talks a lot that it's not just one big event it really is mm -hmm. just this slow accumulation to the point where um, you know that traditional fight or flight mode that people talk about you not your body is not able to bring yourself back down to equilibrium and you're just constantly in fight and so then your body turns into protection mode and I think one of, one of the things that I've observed and I'm pretty sure I've said it on this podcast a while ago was that because of that cumulative nature of how stress behaves that you can be managing quite well with six or seven fairly stressful things, but it might be the eighth small thing that tips you over the edge. Yeah. And, and that's why it's so insidious. Like you just, you never see it coming because yeah. you're coping quite well, but then one or two other things will come onto your plate and then you'll be like tipped over the edge and, and you're, yeah, there won't have necessarily been a warning sign um, to let you know that, that that's about to happen. Yeah, well, again, you know, looking at Murphy has this this sort of thing called the general adaptation syndrome and you go through different stages and basically, you know, stage one is you might get a, a reaction to some stress and then you've got some adrenal hormone production and but your adrenals are sort of able to battle with that increased stress um, and so I guess sometimes you know even exercise and that's what you know you push yourself and you're able to adapt to that level of stress so you can continue to train um, 
you know, train harder and, and better. But then if you get beyond that stage to then stage two, you know, the adrenal glands are just not really coping. Um, you're starting to find other things coming in like fatigue or insomnia. You've got some niggles coming in. And then finally, it's stage three, which uh, is pretty much me at the moment, and <laughs> um, where you're exhausted and basically means that your adrenal glands, they're unable to adapt to the stress and they're just unable to produce the adequate levels of hormones, uh, including the cortisol. And you become, you know, either seriously ill, you know, physically, chemically and mentally. And um, I guess you're, you're sort of stressed out is what we term it today or burnt out in a work sense. Burnt out, yeah, burnt out, overtraining syndrome. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter what form it takes, it all kind of comes back to the same sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I know that when I went through this and I went to see this I thought she was a brilliant integrative doctor down here in Sydney. So I didn't go and see just a local GP. I went and saw a specialist who looked at my life holistically, um, took all of these things into consideration. You know, the initial consultation was about an hour and then went and did so many different tests and they weren't just going getting your, your bloods checked. Um, she checked for all sorts of things and basically when it came out, um, I'd been completely wiped of testosterone uh, and, you know, mm -hmm. that's obviously a big one in, in males when they're, if they're highly stressed or overtraining, you know, they can have um, low or, or no testosterone or very low. Um, my cortisol levels were just absolutely through the roof. My iron was non-existent. Um, and then a whole bunch of just minerals in your body. So manganese, uh, magnesium was another one. Everything was just uh, zinc was another one. I was either recording like levels of zero or, or like one. So <laughs> it was, I just, I needed a complete reset. Um, yeah. And I actually had to get uh, a whole bunch of um, vitamins and infusions and those sorts of things as well, just to sort of get me even really out of bed. So um, it's, it's something that what I found from it, and, and I and probably I think I'm part of this cause, is that turning around and saying, "Hey, I need a break," or "I'm, I'm you know, I'm a bit tired," especially in the corporate sense, from where I've spent you know so much of my life, seen as a bit of a weakness. Um, and I've definitely fallen into that trap. Not so much this time. I just th this time was just way too much. Like working with children around, that just was way too hard. <laughs> But not really acknowledging or really looking closely at your warning signs, just thinking, you know, I'll push through, I'll work an all-nighter, I will go to that party, I will have that function, I will go for that run. And there's this real deadly culture of just push, 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 push. And if you sort of acknowledge that you're, that you're stressed, it's a little bit of a, I don't know, it's a bit of a, it's a bit, I don't know, like you've got a, it's a bit taboo to sort of talk about. Um, well, that's how I, that's how I felt anyway. Yeah, look, I feel the same way. I think it's not exactly something that, um, particularly in the work context, that even though people say that it's now okay to talk about it, I think the reality is it's, uh, depending on your workplace and the work culture, that it's, I, I think it's, still not necessarily safe to talk about that kind of stuff in the work context. Mm, no, there is there's definitely a bit of a stigma around it. That's the word I was looking for. Mm. And, you know, it's it's dangerous. Like, you know, you, you get to these high levels of, of stress and your body, it does, it shuts down. And I think the biggest thing that I took away from 2017 was 
you know, without your health, you've actually got nothing. Mm-hmm. And that was another big reason why I stepped off yesterday was it – look, I love to run and in so many ways it – it makes me the person who I am. It makes me very happy. I've got great friendships and everything from it, but it's also not the be all and end all. You know, having a DNF against my name is not going to make me lose any sleep. So it was a, you know, a, a big wake up call a couple of years ago to really try and get that health sorted. And that's something that I definitely, I just need to find a bit more of a balance at the moment. I, I'm, I'm not balanced whatsoever and yeah it's it's obviously causing some <laughs> so some issues not just from the running sense but you know I think yeah. I was telling you I haven't been sleeping I'm um, talking about that yeah. sleep side of it the the one good thing is how well I've been eating <laughs> um, um, so, you, so you're not too biochemically stressed you're just uh yeah. <laughs> mental emotionally and, fi- and physically stressed yeah very much so you got so. two out of three very much so and I I grew up and I was an only child, so I spent a lot of time you know, on my own and I actually really enjoy me quiet time. And one thing that I really struggled with actually yesterday in the run was all the people around and it's the first mm-hmm. time that I've ever felt like this in a race and I kept on moving out to the bike lane where there really wasn't anyone around and I was finding I was getting a bit anxious having so many people around <laughs> me. Yes, you are turning into me. <laughs> and I was having all these thoughts in my head going, oh, I just, I just want everyone to go away. Like I just, I yeah. can't, I can't cope. And that's, I was like, oh gosh, Lisa, you're in, you're in a bit of a pickle here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, whilst it's not just one, one event, but these last two weeks that we were in Byron and, you know, we're, we're sort of setting this lifestyle up at the moment so that hopefully in, you know, a year or two's time, we are actually living a very stress-free lifestyle. But I know there's a bit of pain before I get to that <laughs> final gain. But working, you know, having my young kids around, still trying to fit in the running and then the studying, I actually wasn't on my own once. And I think I found that really difficult just to not have the head, like, just not switched off. Because whenever I was alone, it was, I'm in the books, I'm, you know, on work calls. And I think I think we've said before the term ambivert, where you're not an introvert. Mm-hmm but you're not an extrovert. You're this person who can swing both ways but still needs silence and themselves to just re-energise. Yes, the ambivert lifestyle (laughs) is something that I'm familiar with. Uh, but anyway, so back to yeah, back to the stress thing. So, look, you know, Dr. Phil has some fabulous articles on it, and there's even a, a little test that you can do. He's just got this really simple survey, um, and I plugged all that in today. And surprise, surprise, basically the phone started flushing with the you know <laughs> the high alert coming on. <laughs> but he also suggests the stressed list, which I haven't done, but I believe uh. you've done. Well, I'm glad you brought this up actually, because I was just trying to trying to find that article again, and I'll link this one up. But essentially, what he recommends that you do is sit down and and write a stress list of all of the different things that are stressors in your life. And I think initially, I'd said to you just just make the list and see if there's anything you can delay or stop doing 
or avoid for the meantime while you're kind of in this highly stressed state. But I think my I think response, Dr. Phil's yeah. list actually breaks it. Yeah, into other categories. Yeah, I think he breaks his down to like I think he actually does put it in those categories um, of you know, I've got it in front uh, of me actually. Physical yeah. have you got those there? Yeah. yeah, the biochemical and then the the mental emotional ones. Yeah. And and look he makes the point that you may as well just not even worry about the ones that you can't do anything about. So you have children and you have to work yeah. like there are two that you can't do. And for me, like, yeah, I have to work and I have to commute to Melbourne and there's two at the moment that I can't really do anything about. So there's not any point actually stressing about those, but go through your list and start to think about which ones you could potentially eliminate, delay slash avoid. So, mm. and getting back to that point about it might just be the, the seventh or the eighth little thing that tips you over the edge. Like it could make a big difference just to get rid of a couple of things that are optional extras on your life that are causing you a bit of extra pressure. And I actually did this on the weekend. I started making my list because I was starting to feel a little bit overwhelmed. And I thought, you know, we've been talking about the fact that I'm doing study as well. And I looked at the fact that I was about to do another subject um, on the back of one that I've just completed. And I just thought, I actually don't need to do this right now. I think I'll just pull out of that one and uh, just delay that until next year. And the other one that came up oddly last week was like I got selected for jury duty and I'm like, this is not the time. Um, I'm in a new job. There's big projects coming up. The last thing I need is to be pulled out of work for two weeks to do jury duty. So I went ahead and wrote back to them and said, thanks very much. Um, can I do that next year? <laughs> so I just like delay, put those two off and, and even just getting rid of those couple of things, I think I found that an immediate uh, level of relaxation um, starting to seep back into me yeah. from eliminating those things. Yeah. So, so I don't know if you've got any easy ones that you can sort of get rid of, Lisa. Um, uh, Dr. Phil suggests the weather is also one to pop on your, um, on your yeah, list, that's true. which I think is a great one. I know how I feel um, in winter, but I think for me I will I, I will avoid as much as possible. I, I probably can't say I'll never again. Work whilst um, my children are on are on holidays, or you know somehow work around something where you know if I've got at least one day a week off, you know yeah. when they're around. Because I think one thing I noticed is that I just wasn't a very nice person to be around. <laughs> um, I just really wasn't myself because of all of those stresses. But yeah, look, I think some easy ones is starting to limit the amount of things that we have on the weekend um we are just compulsive travelers and always on the go and doing things i think i need a bit of simplicity back (laughs) bit of sitting still on the weekend sitting still yeah exactly um you know i think just to give an example you know we drove home on thursday um from byron we got home at 10 30 at night went to bed got up some stupid time, unpacked our bags, repacked our bags, got in a taxi and went to the airport to go to Melbourne. <laughs> like the, just, it's just so, yeah, it was just adding and adding and adding and adding and adding. And I think at the time, like I know all these things, but I think I said before, I sometimes have a bit of a bad habit of saying no. I just have this whole, mm. yeah, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. I don't want to disappoint anyone. I don't want to seem like I'm being lazy. I'll just keep going and going and going and going. And then I have this crap. So your bad, your bad habit was not saying no. Yes. Yes. 
just sort of saying, yeah, yeah, we'll do that, we'll do that, we'll do that, we'll do that. And uh, it just all sort of falls into into pieces. So that's probably it. Uh, I can say that's an easy one to take off because you just say no, that I'm mm. just not doing it. <laughs> yeah. Saying saying no is a is a good thing. Mm, yes, um, maybe something I should just learn a little bit more. But the other one, actually, speaking of the study, um, and this is just another God. This is Lisa's bad habit hour today. When I set my mind to something, I'm doing it. And so I decided I was going back to do this study, and it says you know that however many subjects per semester that you do, it's a couple. And in my head, I was like, great, that's what I'm doing. But it doesn't matter. Like I, I can actually just either do one next semester or I can do none and just have some time off or, you know, just do little bits and pieces. But there's just something in my brain that keeps going, no, you, like that's not it. You've got, you've got to do all of them. Like that's uh, so yeah. I really need to do that. Yeah, I think I think full-time work and any kind of study, the maximum that you can do is one at a time. Mm. Like it's, it's just any more than that is just insane. <laughs> I, I con- and I contemplated it as well because I was looking at mine going, yeah, I can knock off four subjects this year. Yeah. And you know how many I'm going to knock off? Yeah. One. <laughs> In reality, we always overestimate how much we can do and what we can handle. Like yeah. it's just, that's, that's a very human thing. Well, look, the honest truth is, yes, I could do that study and obviously keep working. I need to keep working. I've got way too much um, way too much debt thanks to my materialistic uh, lifestyle I've created for myself. But it, there, I, I wouldn't be able to do the running or, you know, maybe I would just have to jog a couple of times a week, you know, by adding competition on top of that, that's another stressor. Even if you go into it and say, oh, I'm just going to jog today, let's be honest, no one just jogs today when they're standing <laughs> on a start line and, you know, maybe you will reduce your, your, your running time down to 4.45s, but if you're normal, you know, I sometimes jog at 5.30, so 4.45s are still more of a stress than than 5.30s and, you know, there's still that stress of getting to the race and making sure you're on time. So, yeah, it's uh, I think the study is another one um, and probably the other one is, which we'll get onto in a minute with the training. Uh, yes. Making that more flexible and despite me saying how much I like training with people, I was finding that... <laughs> I was finding that having to agree to meet people and be somewhere at certain times, I was I was starting to struggle with that too, with that whole routine of just planning this, planning that, planning this. So maybe just throwing all that up in the air and saying, oh, at some stage today I'm going to go for a run. Or even at some stage this week I'm going to yeah, go for a run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and look, to be honest, that's actually what I was doing in Byron. That was actually quite a nice thing. Um, and I did juggle a few things around here and there. I had a bit of an upset tummy last week. So I think I was going to do the the five to eight by two minutes and then ended up pushing that out a couple of days. So I was sort of starting to live that lifestyle a little bit. I think maybe just even taking that regimented, you know, meeting here at this time, you know, to do this session um, also just needs to take a bit of a back step as well. I think so. And look, that's, I know you've laughed at me a few times for my solo running habits, but that's one of the reasons <laughs> why I do it is I try and get it done when I can get it done. And that might be 
early before I head off to work or it might be when I feel like doing it on Saturday or when I feel like doing it on Sunday. Like it just feels a bit overwhelming to try and commit to meeting other people or training over a certain distance or a certain time. I, I really just want to do what I feel like I can do. Mm, yeah, look, and on any given day. Uh, you know, I'd like to say that if work slowed down, um, but it's not so much slowing down, actually, it'd be nice to have some other people around to help me uh, do some of the work. But in the. Yes, that would help. <laughs> but, you know, there, as you say, there, there are some things that just, you know, that can't be moved. And, and one of those is, is the work situation. And sure, I could go and get an, a, another job, but that alone brings other stresses, um, new it environments does, yeah. and, and so on and so forth. So, you could be out of the frying pan into the yeah. fire. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. So, yeah, less stress I think is something that we all need to take into account. And, I, I, and look, I can't talk for all coaches, but I, I really wish that – I wish it was a bit more at the forefront of coaching um, and I'm not an mm-hmm. expert in this area. So if you have read otherwise, please do pull me up on this. But I don't feel like it's mentioned enough. Like I listen to a lot of other podcasts and read a lot of other literature of, you know, people in their training, what they're doing. And it's very rare. The only person recently who I've heard that talks about this um, is actually Adam Didick. I was thinking exactly the same name <laughs> yeah. when you were when you're. I was just about to say I've heard Adam Diddick and he does this. And so. <laughs> he, you know, talked about it a lot and you know monitors with his athletes. And I don't think other people, and maybe they do it, but they just don't talk about it enough. I would really like to yeah. see it talked about a lot more. I think it's emerging. I think there's a lot more people starting to think about it and track it, but it's certainly could be more in the in the foreground rather than in the background and look maybe us us having this discussion and the discussion we had the other day on the monday you know remember when i said to you like the first question i'm going to ask you every week is how is your how high is your stress (laughs) and that was when you said nine out of ten um (laughs) so yeah that that is going to be definitely the the first question each week and that will potentially influence what is laid out for the week and that won't even that doesn't necessarily mean that we have to lock into that during the week. Like if something happens that you need to adjust, like we'll, we'll adjust. Like if I speak to you on Monday and something stressful happens on Tuesday, it's like, well, the Wednesday workout can be delayed or foregone for that week even. Like, you know, it's it's not going to be the end of the world. So maybe us talking about it a bit more might be helpful for certain people. Yeah. But I think. Yeah, I wish um, I didn't have it in front of me and I wish I did uh, following a couple of people on Twitter who also talk about it, who bring out some good articles and, gosh, I wish I could, I really should have had this prepared because I know that I've often sent you a couple of screenshots saying, you know, this is spot on for a couple of coaches actually that that talk about this and, of course, in the heat of the moment I can't find it. Uh, but maybe I'll, maybe I'll bring them up and I'll, I'll re- retweet them. Yeah, that'd be good. And look, we'll try and link up a bunch of those things that we've been talking about in the show notes as well. But getting back to to one stress that we can do something about and manipulate is definitely like your your training load and and composition and flexibility, as you've kind of alluded to. And uh, I think reading Dr. Phil's book. One of his immediate steps that he does with people who are exhibiting high levels of stress or burnout is to basically cut their training in mm, half. Yep. <laughs> and I'm sort of inclined to, if not do that, at least get close to that, at least in the short term um, until things kind of settle down and probably even even beyond 
that period, maybe even just easing back a fraction in terms of the kind of mileage that you were you were running. Because I, I kind of feel like, given all, these stresses are almost like they're kind of like training as well. <laughs> like I, I know we've sort of basically said that, but if you think about it another way, with all of this stress, like that that is a that is a kind of training that you're doing so maybe if you're a stressed out kind of person like like you or like me <laughs> maybe training a bit less <laughs> makes a lot of sense because you're burning a lot of uh, a lot of energy in other parts of your life yeah so, that's very true actually um, just 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 kind of dialing it back a bit in terms of the volume uh, i think could be helpful and I found a, yes. a tweet actually that will fit perfectly in into that um, and i haven't set this up but uh, so greg mcmillan um, yeah. ah, which yeah, McMillan's yep. running formula, uh, one of Brian's um, favourite, but he's... Is it, I don't think he's McMillan's running formula, but he's McMillan something. Oh, okay, sorry, he, I've got that uh, wrong. He, he's, he's, yeah, that's Daniel's is the running formula. but um, He does have a... a McMillan does speak a lot of sense yes. from what I've heard and read. So I'll speak some more sense, which is... <laughs> <laughs> Do that because I'm not speaking it anymore. Stress plus rest equals progress. Ah, oh, there you go. Obey nice. this equation and your fitness will build steadily and predictably. Overstress, train and or underrest and recover and you'll risk injury and burnout. Perfectly said. Pretty we could have just right. said that at the start and then uh, hit uh... Yeah, <laughs> saved us 50 minutes of talking rubbish. <laughs> he has put that perfectly and eloquently. <laughs> Very good. So you were texting me your proposed two-week training program when you were flying back from Melbourne today. I was but for the marathon not over the next few weeks that was for did I did I explain oh, is that, that? What that is? maybe I didn't I was flying no, whilst I was well, texting that no I was just thinking hang on are you, are you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah you, you sent me this like two-week program and I'm looking at it going holy moly this thing's got double runs in it and <laughs> No. We're going to have to have a serious talk no, about this. But, no, right, I okay. omitted the context of those text messages. Okay, that was lacking context, that one. I was just thinking, are you mad? Like, <laughs> no, that was just give Brian a heart attack. Um, practical joke, yeah. that was. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, yeah, no, no. All right, so, uh, so we don't have to talk about no, that. No, no. So for context for everybody, I, I again, I went back through my diary and I was sort of having a look at sort of the things that I was doing so this year when I was actually feeling quite good. And it was actually breaking up those long runs into shorter doubles. And I was actually finding I was responding pretty good to that. Uh, it wasn't as much of a stress, you know, going out and running 90 minutes in one hit um, than doing like 40 minutes and then, you know, maybe another 40 minutes or 50 minutes. I, mm-hmm. I found it quite mentally doable and I was getting zero knee trouble. So it was it was literally just a, a more of a marathon idea um, rather than a let's get get into that this week. <laughs> okay, all right, that's good. Well, maybe we won't talk about that. <laughs> should, should we should we talk about your? I, actually, I'm still trying to work out what what I'm going to do with the audio rec- we recorded from um, uh, last Monday. Um, at worst case, I might just put it on the back end of this podcast, and people can have a listen to the lead up to to what happened on the weekend so that might be interested if i if i get super enthusiastic i might I might edit it up a bit um but yeah well maybe we should have our like what are we going to do this week conversation now since we're up and running and uh yeah then, then people can kind of check out the week before and and hopefully we'll be able to do this at least 
once a week or once a fortnight Yeah, definitely. In terms of setting the scene about what, what's coming next. Well, I think this week's going to be pretty easy and mainly because of how much Good. I've actually got on. Uh, and traditionally I don't do a lot post a half marathon. Uh, I can actually say I pulled up fabulously after yesterday. Um, I'm not at all sore and I just feel like I've done, you know, a 16K on, on a Sunday. So, um, I, so that's fine. Uh, but I've actually just got so much on. So today is Monday. I've done nothing because it was, you know, return back to um, fly back home. Yep. On Wednesday night, I have my second board meeting, my um, Athletics New South Wales board meeting. Oh, that's right. Yes, so that starts at uh, 6 p.m., usually finishes at 9 p.m., and it is an hour drive from my house. So <laughs> that effectively writes off Wednesday because you know how much I hate running early um if i work from home i might be able to get out you know maybe 30 or 40 minutes at lunchtime so that might just be an optional you know you know what i'm thinking i'm thinking no running until thursday well i'll, I'll, I'll let you know what else i've gone on for the rest of the week because it might just pan out okay. like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, no running for the whole week um, even could be the worst thing friday morning at 9 a.m i have my amazing physio and I'm always mm -hmm. super beat up after I have her anyway. So that takes out both Friday and Saturday. But Friday afternoon, I've actually got to go and do a board of directors course and I have to do that all day Saturday as well. So I effectively have, well, today is out, all of Fridays out, all of Saturdays out and Wednesday is a, is a maybe. So there's really only sort of three days of possibly doing something and I've Sort of excited. Where are the, sorry, where are the three days of doing something? Oh, I'm that's not, a, not getting three days out of that oh, mix. Oh, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. But yeah, I think Tuesday is probably. Well, that's tomorrow. Mm. So maybe just going for a walk tomorrow might be might be a An good option. idea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just think given given what you described on Sunday, like. And everything that you've got on, all of these things that you've said yes to. <laughs> I know, right? Ah, <laughs> oh, here I am, little miss. Uh, I tell you what, if you want something done, come and ask me because you know that I can't say no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, might, you might get it done until you fall over and don't yeah, get up again. So that's exactly. The risk, so. And look, you know, as I said, this week sort of in a way penciled in, thought I would have done the half. Um, you know, I thought mm. I would would actually finish and, and run okay. So effectively it was pretty much a don't run until Sunday anyway and get into the gym and just do some stretching. So I'd sort of written it off as a as a recovery yeah, week. I think this week is a write-off. Yeah. yeah I, th I think it's a write-off, yeah. Lisa. <laughs> yes, I think it is as well. I think this is a good reset physically and mentally. Like I wouldn't mind on some of those days just trying to find a quiet space somewhere. Go for, go for a walk for half yeah. an hour just yeah. easily amble around. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, Dog walking. Yeah, yeah, all of them. I'm happy to sort of just faff around. I actually love walking, um, so that doesn't faze me at all. And then, yeah, really sort of reset for the following week and, and see where the head and the mind and the body and the spirit's at. Yeah. So maybe, so Sunday's a free day, so you could maybe go for a jog on Sunday or maybe even go into the gym or something on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A short jog in the gym on the yeah. Sunday. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think this week plan on doing doing nothing other than doing some walking. And if you happen to fit a gym in there somewhere, that would be nice. But yeah. just focus on getting relaxed. Exactly. And, yeah, getting yeah, it's sort of healthy uh, again. So um, it's, yeah, 
bit of a busy week. None of it's running related. (laughs) (laughs) Going back to the earlier comment, it sounds like a lot of stuff and a lot of stress training, if not running training. So, uh, yeah, I I can't see you losing much fitness by not doing much this week. In fact, you're probably going to probably going to gain from having a uh, having a quiet week ahead actually one one good thing about this week and especially on the tuesday and the thursday we we have our nanny on a tuesday and a thursday um and it's daylight savings so that actually might just be a really nice time for a good hour hour and a half walk of just on my own in Mm. the daylight it's meant to be a cracking week this week weather-wise in sydney so just yeah enjoy nature yeah, I think so. That sounds like a good plan. Um, and I'll do some running for us during the week. Yeah, so if we have something to talk about next week. <laughs> oh, no, exactly. Yeah, so I think that's about it. Okay, all right. I think we've uh, done a, re- a reasonable post-mortem. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yes, so stress, it's bad. Let's let's all try and avoid it. And maybe the takeaway for the week is do your stress list and try and get rid of a couple of things off it and uh if you can't do that then have a think about adjusting your running training because um yeah that's that's what we're going to be doing from here yeah and i know i mentioned about coaches before not asking about it but i you know i don't want to make all the onus on coaches us as individuals and humans and you know the rulers of our own destiny need to take a little bit of control over that too and i'm staring very much in the mirror when i'm saying this comment (laughs) (laughs) absolutely and look if you're not telling your coach about how stressed you are then that that's important as well. So it has to be a, a, a dialogue between athletes and coaches. If you if you're trying to train seriously and you're pushing yourself along, then yeah, absolutely, you should be telling your coaches what is. I mean, not every single detail of the rest of your life, but at least giving them an indication of <laughs> how stressed you are and how well you're sleeping and and some of those are those key factors, and um, they can then adjust the running program accordingly. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, well, good, good. De-stress chat, Brian. (laughs) Excellent. All right. Well, you have been listening to the Running Technique Tips podcast with Brian Martin and Lisa Biffin. Catch you next week. We should probably try and do this properly, right? So Yeah. If we're, like, ordinarily being, like, coach and athlete, we'd probably have a chat at the start of the week and... Or at least have set some sort of outline of what we might talk. I think given like the kind of stuff we talk about in terms of fitting things around your life, like having a a chat at the start of the week is probably better than actually laying out even like a weekly or a two-weekly program because we might have to tweak things based on like your life and stress levels and, and all of that. So like. Maybe, well, maybe taking I mean, the temperature of your stress is like the first question of every one of these conversations. So how's your stress levels, Lisa? <laughs> well, today it's good coming off last week. Um, yeah. I'm moving around a bit again this week too. So still so in Byron until Thursday, driving home on the Thursday. So that's like a nine-hour drive. Get home, unpack, repack bags because (laughs) (laughs) then on the Friday morning we fly out to Melbourne on an 11B flight. So I already know that I'll get to Melbourne and just like just from all the travel. Like, and it's you know what, it's not just travel, but you got two tiny people with you. I'm hungry, I'm thirsty, I want my iPad, don't touch me, don't do this, you're hitting me. 
Um, so that kind of raises the stress levels. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. Um, and then, so then the So, so sorry, re- replay that for me. You're going to arrive in Melbourne on what day? Was it, was it Friday? Friday, yeah, Friday. Yeah, okay, yep. Okay. So Sydney at 11.30, so we'll touch yep. down in Melbourne. What's that, about one? But by the time okay. we pass around the airport... Yeah, and we're staying in Turak, so that's probably a good hour's drive at least from the airport. We'll sure is. There. Yeah, we'll get there at like three o'clock at least. So in my mind, Thursday and Friday are nearly write-offs. You know, I, I, think I thought so. about. You know, I toyed with, oh, you know, do I get up and jog Thursday morning? But sometimes, like, when you're trying to get out of accommodation by 10 a.m., and it just, yep. I, I actually find that really stressful. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think at most you'd be going for a short walk yeah. or integrating a walk somewhere into that day. Well, that's it. And so sometimes on the drive home we might stop over at Coffs and, like, just have a play around on the beach. So it might just be, yep. like, a 20-minute stroll along there yeah. um, rather than, I think, just, like, trying to add in all these things and saying, right, on this day I've got to get, like, yeah. this done. Um, it just – I just don't work very well with that. I, I agree. And I, I think yeah, that sounds like think... a plan. So, so can <laughs> yeah. we just ba- – sorry, can I just go back and just, like, baseline stress levels? So if we did, like, an out of 10 how stressed is Lisa kind of rating last week, what, what would we be sitting at? Oh, I reckon I would have been nine out of ten last week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Possibly right. even nine and a half. Like to okay. the point All where right. Pretty both up there. sides of Yeah, well both sides of my neck went. Have you ever had that? Where you're just holding so much tension yep. and then you wake up in the morning and you you can't look left or right. Yep. The recipe might yeah. be really, really easy and really, really relaxed. Yeah, I think so. And look, I'm definitely feeling a million times better today. It's like it's the day yep. off, sleep in, and have really just done nothing. Um, I was thinking of just doing like a really easy 30-minute jog just to – because I and I think one of the things is I've got the time today um, yep. as opposed to the Thursday and the Friday this week. It's just too chaotic, whereas, you know, yep. it's daylight savings now, so the sun's up till 8, 8.30, so there's just like heaps of time left in the day yep. to go – just going to go for 30 minutes that sounds pretty sensible and what day were you planning on doing a workout if you were planning on doing one yeah i was tossing up between the tuesday or the wednesday possibly even tuesday which is tomorrow just because Mm -hmm. i'll be feeling so good today from having not done very much Mm -hmm. (laughs) whereas i'll I'll be back working tomorrow Mm -hmm. and wednesday yeah yeah yeah. lean towards wednesday if it doesn't sort of intrude with too much of the the other things that you've got on your plate, um, just yeah, to give you an extra yeah. couple of days of relaxing after the stressful week last week. And I know yeah, you didn't do a true. really long run last week. I think you did 60 minutes yesterday on Sunday, but um, yeah, but no, you did do a do pretty either. hard effort at park run on the Saturday. So, well, yeah. yeah, exactly. So I still did last Tuesday when I did like those fart legs um, and then the warm up and the warm down, that was still 17 Ks in effort. And then park yep. run with the warm yep. up, warm down and strides was 16 Ks in effort. So well, oh, wow. yeah, how long so a warm up do you do? 
Well, I did about 6Ks, actually, and then the... 10K warm-up. <laughs> well, I did. I did, like, 6Ks, five strides, so that was 6.5Ks yeah. in the end. Okay. Um, and then the park run, and then what's that left? Maths, it was 3.5 or 4K cool-down. Yeah. Are you deliberately trying to, like, squeeze in a bit more volume by doing, like, that's because those are, like, pretty pretty long duration in terms of k's for the, for that session and that park run are you deliberately trying to like chase some more k's on those days do you know what i like the longer warm-up because yep. i just like the first especially when it's in the mornings mm-hmm. i feel awful absolutely awful but i find that i think we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago when i'm doing like the long slow k's my knee hurts but if I'm doing these you know a, a long warm down sort of up to that you know or, or whatever mm-hmm. six seven k's and then I do a session mm-hmm. and then whatever the cool down is mm-hmm. because I'm doing stopping and I'm changing the pace I get zero soreness so okay. it's kind of my way to go well I can actually get in the k's it's not a consecutive long yep. run I guess it's an alternative way of doing a long run I guess and I guess I have thought with that change of pace and then some jogging in between to accumulate some easy, easy yeah. miles. So, so yeah. maybe we just have to keep an eye on that as we go forward to say, well, if we, if we end up racking up 16k's on session on the midweek session, then maybe we don't need to do 16k's on on some of the other days during the week. And yeah, um, and do you know what? I'm okay with that. Like even yeah. mentally, right? So if we were to say, well, let's just pick an arbitrary day. Let's just say Tuesday, yeah. and it's will. Whatever the session's going to be, it's going to be anywhere from 16 to 20 k's. Let's go and do 50 minutes on Wednesday. Like yep. mentally, that makes me really happy. <laughs> yeah. And in terms of days, we 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 did talk about like midweek as being the the thing already, didn't we? So Tuesdays versus Wednesdays and that kind of stuff. Or are you just going to try and fit in around your your clubmates and their training? Um, How's that going to work? No, I haven't. I've only really been going down there for just a bit of a social thing. I definitely have more time on a Wednesday because I'm mm. often at home, but then I have, I guess, the nanny on the Tuesday where I can be out later, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. But I think I'm going to keep it flexible mm. because if we look at this Sunday run being an effort... Um, as in as in the half marathon on Sunday? Oh, no, no, sorry. No. Oh, yeah, just I was general. just meaning yeah. gen- okay. generally. Like, I don't want to yep. get to Tuesday and still be feeling – like, sometimes it can take me two days and then that effect has really hit yeah. me. So, yeah, if, if I'm feeling okay, then maybe I'll jump in yep. on Tuesday just to have some people around. I'm still feeling average then just um, get over to the next day. And, look, there's nothing to stop you going and just – jogging around doing the warm-ups oh, and the absolutely. warm-downs and doing some easy running with your clubmates anyway so it just keeps the social thing going even if yeah, you can't absolutely. do a session on that day well and a lot of the time they do fartleks on a tuesday in the park mm-hmm. and some of the um sort of the, the girls towards the back end um mm. like their fartleks average five minute k's anyway yeah so. um so yeah that could work quite well i like that so then bringing us to what you would do midweek this week given given we've got melbourne half marathon on sunday mm. and if mm. you can push it out to wednesday hopefully you're nice and fresh yeah I'm, I'm leaning towards either 90 second or two minute sub threshold efforts and just a question of like how many of those would we do and what recovery would be in between was that kind of what you had in mind 
yeah, no, that's exactly what I thought. Because now I've found these amazing little trails. I'm pretty excited to hit some of those but run to time, not to a distance. Like I've got the track up here if I want to go and do um, efforts, but I do just want to run to run to time. And now that I've changed yeah. my watch face. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a whole new world. <laughs> it's a whole new world. I reckon maybe start off at two minutes and if it's starting okay. to get just a bit struggling with it but i shouldn't like if i'm keeping it yeah. between hang on where's my card that i wrote um the <laughs> so the the marathon or the or the sub threshold was sort of yep. 155 to 170 i shouldn't like and i, sh- I really shouldn't be finding that too hard <laughs> yeah yeah that 170 sounds slightly higher than what we're talking about but maybe that's maybe it's just because i haven't got it written in front of me <laughs> <laughs> but yeah anyway especially because it's a it's an easy week and you want to recover and you were nine out of ten stressed last week like maybe just yeah. keep it to the towards the mid to low end if you can as much as possible yeah, no, um, I will. and and and, 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 and lots of recovery in between nice easy yeah, jogging no, i definitely will but i went back and i was having a look through my diary um heading into the canberra marathon half sorry half marathon in april and yep. I remember when we spoke about that and my average heart rate was like 185 and I'd gone into it off two weeks of just massive stress with work, mm. life, but I didn't tailor any or didn't bring any um, training back and I knew I was in trouble yep. in the first. I think I said 300 metres. <laughs> yeah, 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 um, yeah. And I just – it's actually quite front of mind at the moment, so I, yep. I just want to avoid not feeling like that, like – it was so painful running a half marathon, just totally exhausted. Yeah. Or any distance. Yes. Really, Especially a half, like it's it's pretty it's pretty intense. Even if you even if you're only tempoing it, it's still a solid effort. Yeah. No. Exactly. So um, I think this week's a case of less is more. Yeah. Okay. So how many do you think you would like to do? Two minutes. Um, how many did you do the other day? And you said well, you could them. <laughs> yeah. Well, like giving in mind that I'm a lot less fit than you at the moment, but um, I I managed to get through five by two minutes with two minute jogs in between last week. Uh, okay. And you know, five. I mean, it's only ten minutes of effort. So look, if you wanted to do that little, you could. But if you wanted to do a few more, I don't think that would be a big deal if you're feeling amazing and you felt like you wanted to roll out a couple but just more about just completely no straining um yeah. and if it's if heart rate exactly and if heart rate starts spiking then yeah just just cut the session mm. we'll initially increase inc- increase recovery jogs if needed but yeah i can't see you needing more than two minutes recovery to get well down below your aerobic heart rate if you're not doing these too hard um, yeah, and so I think that will be the key. So I think maybe a range, maybe like between five and eight, and it's dependent yep. on, you know, the you heart feel. rate and the effort. Yeah. yeah. Um, Perfect. And then the two-minute jog, so jog, like make sure that the jog's slow yeah. enough so that that heart rate drops. Yes, yes. And the protocol I've been following is to make sure I get well down into my aerobic zone um, yeah, before yeah, yeah. before embarking on the next one. and. 
I'm pretty sure you'll be able to do that given your existing level of fitness within two minutes. In fact, when I was a bit fitter before I got sick, I was finding I was getting back into the aerobic zone like after about a minute. But at the moment, it's taking me the full two minutes to recover because I'm not that fit. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the beauty of those kind of sessions, I reckon. You You can really, now that you've got your watch face set up for heart rate, you can really tell whether you actually are recovered or not. Mm. Yeah, no, I think that would be good. And then uh, these were my thoughts. So I don't, I don't often run before I, mm-hmm. um, like the day before. Mm. Event, but, I, but I was thinking of just like a 20-minute shakeout yep. because I'm basically yep. going to be sitting for nearly two days straight. With yes. Um, I just feel like I'm going to be a bit stiff if I yep. then – just like have then another another day it's not this is not a fitness thing this is just a yeah like jog out all the kinks yeah exactly i think that's a good idea and like even do like five or ten minutes walking before you do 20 minutes jogging just to to make it really soothing and easy on your body but yeah you're right you'll have had two days of not doing anything um, and a lot of travel so getting out for a walk and a really easy jog um, would be I think a good thing to do and basically that'll mean you'll have what run three times before Sunday so yeah. you'll run forward yeah. four days this week which I think is good yeah. I think that'll be yeah that'll be fine yeah okay awesome well I think just some easy I might just do an easy 30 minutes today which is Monday yeah. Tuesday probably just another easy I'm going to say 40 to 50 minutes with some strides at the end. Yep. And then Wednesday, the five to eight by two minutes with two-minute jogging. Then I've got two travel days, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. And then the Saturday, 10-minute walk, 20 minutes easy, maybe a 10-minute walk at the end too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, why not? That's not going to do you any harm. No, always a nice place to go. And then the Melbourne Marathon half on the Sunday starting at 8 a.m. Very, yep. very civilised time for a half marathon. <laughs> sure <it> is. <laughs> and, again, so I went back and had a look at Canberra half from last year um, yeah. where I surprised myself despite my knee. And, yeah, my first K was a four-minute 35 – sorry, a, sorry, a four-minute 27 and then went on to run 88 minutes so um was pretty pleased with that and from memory the melbourne half starts up a hill doesn't it It does yeah i can't think of the name of the the street back back yeah or something yeah i can't remember what that's called flat out is never a good idea up that hill i think so so just take it quietly yeah take it quietly and then um yeah, if it feels easy, go slow. I think that would be my, <laughs> yeah. my motto over that first day. Yeah. And don't follow the paces because they, they won't be anywhere near it. Oh, no. Well, I went to have a look at the paces because I was curious to see what um, what pacing blocks they have, but it starts at an hour 30 for okay. the Melbourne half. Um, yeah. And, yeah, look, I've, as I said to you, I've given up with even considering running with paces. I've yep. still had some good yep. experiences. Um, yep. And, yeah, so do your own thing. Do my own thing. Yeah. You definitely don't want to be in front of the hour 30 pacer because they'll probably take off at 84-minute pace, I reckon. Oh, gosh, no. <laughs> I literally, honestly. <laughs> 
<laughs> I honestly think that they will. So, you know, I will be definitely avoiding them. Um, yeah. I, you know, I'd love to get to that sort of 15, 16 Ks and feel so fresh because um, I was having a look at the map last night. So you've got a really nice long stretch back down St Kilda Road. Um, you do some funny twist thing to get me back up into the MCG. So it'll be yes. quite nice to feel quite strong there. Yeah, I, I reckon you can pick up a fair bit of time in that in that back half because yeah, St Kilda Road running it back towards the city. I don't know whether it actually is downhill, but it feels like it's it feels like it might be anyway. Um, yeah, just a really well, tiny, tiny map, bit. I think it is. Okay, all right. So yeah. it actually is a bit of downhill. So having having a bit left is going to mean that you can really like get rolling through that section. So I think that's a good strategy. Yeah. I was visualising the um, Gold Coast half marathon from last year when I went out like a firecracker in four-minute K pace and <laughs> run the first 10Ks in like 40 minutes and five seconds and then yep. absolutely died a slow death to four 19s and this girl in hot pink tights came and I just remember her because she looked amazing. These hot pink tights came bounding past me and I looked her up afterwards I think she ran 85 minutes and I was so jealous. oh wow <laughs> so does that mean so, you're going to be wearing hot pink tights oh, <laughs> I think that was it that was the, the sole reason I think she ran 85 yeah. minutes maybe I'll have yeah. to go and buy some <laughs> definitely makes you go faster uh dear so i want to replicate hot pink tights girl um not the dying i don't know what i was dying seal at the back end of that yeah 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 absolutely no i'm looking forward to it my knee is actually feeling pretty good because i haven't really been pushing those sunday long runs um yeah so fingers crossed that all holds together yep that sounds good so the only other thing i was going to ask you about was whether you've got time to do any gym at all this week um i'm not th- I, I don't think i'm going to i'm actually yeah. going to go to a yoga tomorrow i'm going to do a yin a 90 minute yin which i think will be good but i just don't think i'm going to be able to squeeze it well the only other day would be wednesday um yeah i just i just don't think it's going to happen yeah. so no no that's all right well, don't force it um, no no definitely not so but from next week when sort of home and yeah, we're back into that gym two to three times a week. Cool. Well, yeah, we'll try and prioritise, like, getting one in after the half, like maybe even on Tuesday oh, or something. Idea, actually. I yeah, reckon yeah. that would be good for recovery. Yeah. Um, what about on the Monday? Because we're not actually flying out of Melbourne until like, oh, 3 p.m. on the Monday morning. Oh, yeah, Monday, yeah. Monday afternoon. Um, well, hey, you could give it a go. Then. Look, if you're not too beat up, like, and it's sometimes when you actually go in there, you you think oh, I'm not going to be able to get under the bar and lift anything, but um, it's yeah. surprising. And yeah, there's been a few times where I've actually been a little bit domsy and sore and gone into the gym and actually been able to do a workout quite well. Um, yeah, so yeah, it could work you, actually because I'll have if you that time. Feel like you can do it. Because mm, we won't really have to leave until oh, just after lunchtime, so we'll yep. have sort of the morning moseying around. Um, so, yeah, I might, might look into that and find something local. Okay, that's great. Well, I think we've covered it all off. Um, Perfect. Set the scene for the week ahead. <laughs> yes, exactly. Got my new watch face pumped. No, stress level will yep. come down. Life's perfect. 